Welcome to the Life Boss Podcast. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Karen Nieses here, your business strategist and productivity expert, calling BS on the lies keeping us stuck. I share with you the top tips and tricks to hug your body, soul, and mind so that you squash all the overwhelm, stop glorifying stress, and design a business that brings you joy. If you are ready to show up and work smarter, I want to show you how to become unstoppable. Let's dive in. Welcome, guys, to another episode of The Life Buzz. And today I have my dear friend, Ashley Soro. She's a kick-ass entrepreneur and athlete. And we have been clients of each other. <laughs> and we have built a friendship. And Ashley is a fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle expert with years of experience coaching hundreds of successful women from all walks of life. And I could be talking about her and selling her for hours, but I want you, Ashley, to tell us how did you get here? How you ended up deciding on building a business around fitness when it's so freaking competitive? <laughs> no, it's not. What are you talking about? <laughs> Um, so a little bit of background on me. Um, I have been in the fitness world in one way or another for my entire life. I was a, um, elite athlete. I played soccer for over 20 years. Um, and it came to a point where it was time for me to hang out my cleats injured pretty much every few months. And, um, I had to part ways with, with that you know, that phase of my life. And I was getting involved in private training and coaching. And I was, I was realizing that when I was doing it, I was, I was almost in like a depression. It was making me really down and depressed because I couldn't, I couldn't play anymore. And I still wanted to be that athlete. Um, and so without going too far into detail on like the journey of, of how I became a, you know, full-time fitness coach, um, I basically took my love and passion for coaching and, um, and, and being in that sport. And I put it into working with women, um, and helping them, you know, the majority of the women that I work with have, have either been past athletes or, um, who are very, very highly motivated, um, already very dedicated. So they had this drive and this, and this, and this, um, you know, willingness to work. Uh, they just needed to really find their, you know, their motivation to keep going. So the accountability factor for me was, was major. And I said, if I, if I can't, you know, play my sport anymore and the coaching is kind of making me feel like in this funk, um, I want to be able to channel that and, and be able to positively influence others in a different way. And it's still in the realm of, of what I, what I know, which is training and, and, and fitness, you know, fitness for me has been something that has been a part of my life for my entire life. So yeah, that, I mean, it was a little, little bit of background and, and kind of how I, um, you know, how, how I paved my way into the quote unquote fitness industry. 
Um, but essentially it was a background as an athlete that really, that really fueled me to start doing it. And you are still competing. Tell us about your latest competition because you found a way to challenge herself Mm -hmm. and walk in the platform as a bikini fitness model. Isn't that right? Is that that the term? Yeah, that is, I guess that's the term. Um, it's a lot, it's a lot more, um, you know, popular now again, because this has really taken off in the last few years. Um, but yes, I, um, soccer will always be soccer for me. I'm never, I'm never going to get the same butterflies that I, that I, that I got when I was, you know, on the field and the ref was about to pull the whistle. Um, but competing, um, brought something, it, it brought a, um, it brought something so different for me. And that was a, you know, you have to be extremely disciplined in a lot of areas in your life where as, as a, as a soccer athlete, you still have to be disciplined. You have to follow nutrition. Um, you have to really take care of yourself. You have to make sure that you're recovering properly. Um, all very similar stuff, but, but competing, um, for, for that level as a physique competitor, um, it is, it just takes it to a whole nother level. And it was something that I wasn't accustomed to. And it was very, very challenging. And so that was really attractive to me. Um, you know, I think any other elite athlete or anyone who's, who's really taken it to a high level in whatever sport they play, there is a level of like obsessiveness and, and, you know, you kind of crave that, like, you know, craziness of it. And, um, it pushed me in a way that I'd never been pushed. And then at the same time as an, as an athlete, I still was um, really dealing with body image issues and confidence issues. And, um, my consistency as a soccer player wasn't where I really wanted it to be. And I didn't realize that so much of that came from, um, my mindset and, um, training for these competitions and kind of proving to myself um, in doing these competitions really, really changed my mindset um, after I was an like quote unquote athlete. You know, you still consider yourself an athlete now, but after I, I hung up my cleats and it made me kind of understand why I had that inconsistency as a soccer athlete. So the challenge in the fitness competition really um, opened my mind up to um, you know, how much I was limiting myself with what was going on in my mind. How much do you think uh, training as, a, as an athlete in, a, in that professional capacity and your love for fitness has helped you in your business? Oh, man. So I always tell, I always tell my clients this because I feel like I feel like we, we get into this, um, this cycle of saying like, oh, I'm so tired and, and I, I, don't, I don't have time and where the hell, how the hell am I going to find time to work out? And oh, I don't have time to track my food and I don't have time. We keep saying these things about how I don't, I don't have time and how I'm tired. But the fact is when you, when you commit to fitness and when you commit to training and eating right and getting enough sleep and doing all of these things that fitness basically encompasses as a whole, your business, um, progresses, your attitude is better. You have more energy. 
you somehow are finding time in, in, in your day to get other things done because it's just, it's a trickle effect. Um, it's not a, I'm going to commit to fitness and everything else is going to go out the door. No, you're going to commit to fitness and everything else is going to get better. And that's, that's just because you feel better as a whole when you commit to something that you know is, is making you better as a person. So it's the same, it's the same way someone will say like, you know, I, well, I never went to the gym and said, man, I really regret that workout. You know, <laughs> no, no one really said, you know, unless maybe you got injured, <laughs> but you don't go and, and work out and get a good workout and then say, gosh, you know, I really wish I didn't go to the gym today. That No one does that because it, it, it makes you feel better. So, um, you know, training for those competitions, there, there were times where I would sit and I'd say, oh, what the heck am I like, why am I doing this? I'm so tired. And like, I, I feel like I'm running around like a crazy person, but in retrospect, when I would look at what was actually happening in my life, um, I think the number one, the number one thing for me was mentally was I'm committing to something that is extremely difficult and that in itself committing to something like that was enough to fuel me in other areas of my life because it was proving to me that I was worthy of so much more. Whereas before, you know, if I committed, you know, to go to the gym once a week, you know, things start happening mentally where you're like, gosh, I'm so lazy. I only went to the gym once this week. And well, I guess we're going to go to in and out and eat in and out. And it's again, same trickle effect. So yeah. And when this woman says commitment, guys, I've seen her last year. We met in San Diego and then she was training like the two weeks before a competition. So she was in mm -hmm. the process of leaning out and we decided to meet at a brunch <laughs> place and she brought the raw eggs and she just ordered coffee <laughs> like man this is commitment but at the same time it got me reflecting into when we put our mind and it, it made me reflect on my journey because she was so dedicated and we were together with another two friends for a really long time and she mm -hmm. could have just uh bail and say whatever I'm gonna eat uh whatever you are eating and she's sitting there we are focusing on the conversation and and it was a very reflective moment for me because I said if I need to keep training and I keep doing what I'm doing because it clicked that I am training for willpower when I need it I am mm -hmm. training to not react Mm -hmm. I am training to be proactive yep. while I am doing every day because it's very hard for us to train for focus. You, there are situations in life where we have to be focused, where we have to have willpower, but we are not training for that. And mm -hmm. I have found that in my workouts mm -hmm. and in living a uh, a feed life and in training and eating so that I can be all in here in the podcast. And then I need to write an email uh, mm -hmm. for a client and then I need to pick up kids and then we have Taekwondo and then we have to keep going. And then when everybody goes uh, to bed, I need to be present for my husband who's not traveling. Uh, and I need to take that time And it's like, okay, how do you keep up with that? Guys, the only way that I can keep up with that is if the machine 
is fueled and maintained properly. Mm-hmm. It's not, you it's need not, that. yeah, and it's no longer about, oh, I need to lose five pounds or 10 pounds, which by the way, on a weekend, I flew to weight seven pounds. It's like insane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you taught me that. And I'm That's like, not, okay, I'm not even going to look at this no. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, that will happen. That will happen for sure. But it, yeah, but the clothes are still fit. It's not like mm-hmm. I am the same size in clothing and uh, it's the mindset. But when I focus to the healthy lifestyle as a mean of productivity, Yes. To be more present, to be mm-hmm. a better person, to be a better mom, then I can do it more consistently. <laughs> if course. I focus on the dress that does not fit or the dress that I wore uh, 20 years ago, like get a great woman, you are not that person anymore. <laughs> uh, we can have a sustainable uh, fitness journey. Mm-hmm. Well, so, and you, mm-hmm. you had, and you had made it, you had made a comment. We had spoken another, probably, probably sometime before, cause we obviously stay in touch. Um, the all or nothing that's, it's that all or nothing mindset too, is that we assume that we have to be, you know, killing ourselves five, six, seven days a week or, our training has to be, you know, we have to be drenched in sweat when we, when we work out. And if we didn't have that good of a training session, then, well, you know, it doesn't make sense for me to, you know, eat a hundred percent because I, you know, I didn't really push that hard in my training session, which it's, it should be the opposite where you don't train as hard and you need to be diligent with your food. But that, that's the problem with, and I think, I think that's an entrepreneurial thing regardless as you, you have, you feel like you have to, it's like, you have to be all in on everything. And I am like, I'm, I do that. You know, we can get our, on our head and want to do everything right. Everything needs to be right. I need to click off every single list on here for me to be happy at the end of the day. But the fact is it's not going to happen. It's, it's, you're, you're never going to always have everything checked off your list as an entrepreneur you always have things that you have to do you're never gonna you're never gonna get to every single thing on that list so realistically there's always things we could be we could be doing more for our health or we could be doing more exercise wise but it's life like you're gonna have a day where you you're probably only gonna be able to to work out for 20 or 30 minutes get whatever it is that you can get done and then maybe focus on your food and then maybe focus on getting a little bit more sleep. But if you don't check off all of those things on this list, it doesn't mean the next day you throw in the towel and completely ruin your diet and, and start eating anything and everything because you didn't do everything right the day before. That all or nothing mindset is really what, what really, it's, it's like detrimental to, I mean, we work with a lot of women, right? So for women in particular, because we're so damn hard on ourselves, right? You said you have a dress from 20 years ago course it's not going to look the same like it was, it was it's a dress from 20 freaking years ago um but the fact is like you also have how much more going on in your life you, you know we had a conversation before about your son <laughs> you know you're trying to keep your sanity with your kids and there's so much more going on in your life now and you work with what you have and you start understanding that fitness doesn't become again it's not a it's, it's not a necessarily a physical thing we all want to we all want to look good well, we want to feel good. 
That's the number one thing we want. We want to feel really good. And what ends up happening when you're incorporating fitness into your regimen, you're feeling really good. And then you start looking good too, right? Like that's the, that's the extra benefit of it. Um, but it's that all or nothing mindset that we really have to, like, we have to be careful of because that's really what sets people really, really far back is thinking that you have to either be all in or, or nothing like all in training six days a week and, you know, eating chicken and broccoli every day or going and eating fast food consistently and only working out once a week, you know, yes. that mindset, we really have to cut that mindset. Yes, I absolutely uh, agree. And is that going from the math to life experience and moments that we always uh, take? And because it's the same with uh, uh, business. If you want it to be sustainable, you need to find a way to incorporate it with your life. Oh, yeah. There's, uh, there's, uh, this is going to be for the rest of your life. It's not, oh, I'm going to have this program for eight weeks. I'm going to lose the weight and then I'm going to go to my old ways. No, it is a journey. It, it, um, it has been called that in the media for a reason. It is something that is ongoing. And if you are feeling good now because of the benefit, don't stop doing it. You need to keep doing it. You are feeling good because you are doing all these things. Mm -hmm. And with the business side is, okay, so what can I do with what I have? You said, uh, okay, work with what you have mm -hmm. right now. Like we need to honor that. And it's the same with business. I had this conversation uh, earlier today with somebody that is telling me, considering <laughs> uh, how competitive is the market, you are doing good. And I'm like, considering how competitive is the market, I assure you, unless you invented a time machine, it doesn't matter where you branch off, it is going to be very competitive. Of course. It is because yeah. we are now in a global economy. Mm -hmm. So how can we be different more than better? How can we be different? How can we work with what we have and honor mm -hmm. what we have? It's a huge topic that I wanted to like segue into what you say, because in your business, you have transformed from when you started in 2017 and they saying, okay, so this is the product. This is who I'm going to serve yeah. to how niche specific is your new program. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting the transition with that too, because you said, um, you know, you work with, you work with what you have and you mold that into whatever it is that, that, you know, you really want to focus on doing. And so when I first started, um, I had no idea who it, I had kind of an idea of who I wanted to work with, but I didn't know I really didn't know who that person was going to be. It was more of me guessing, you know, and I think, you know, in particular, we're talking, we're talking about business. So we start talking about our avatar and particular marketing. I'm like, well, who the hell is my, who is my avatar? Like, I don't, I don't know who my avatar is. I'm just, you know, trying to figure it out, do my research. It takes time to really understand who that person is that, that's, that, that you're going to, that you're going to really relate to and that you're going to, you're going to be beneficial to in terms of what you do work-wise and that I can 
very easily correlate that to, to fitness, right? You're not going to start a program, only complete one program and say, wow, this is the program for me. No, you're probably going to do multiple programs or you're probably going to start training and stop training multiple times. You're probably going to work with different coaches. You're probably going to try different diets and then you're going to figure out what it is that works for you. So it's the same thing that happened for me in, in business, right? As it does for people when they, when they introduce fitness into their life. For me in business and working with women, um, it took me time to understand who it was that I related really well with. And it, to me, it's, it's not really a specific age. Um, the majority of the women that I really relate well to um, have either had issues with eating in the past, body image, um, body dysmorphia for sure, body image issues, eating disorders, um, past, um, past trauma of um, sexual abuse, emotional abuse. That's just, those are the women that I, I can relate to most. And it's, there are a lot of similarities in how we talk to ourselves, you know, the, the self-talk we have, um, what happens, the triggers when we go to binge eat or when we cycle out of our, our diets. Um, so that developed over time, right? That, that was just it, it, the women that I was relating most to. Um, I started paying particular attention to those specific um, similarities. And then on top of that, I was running into certain issues with the women that I was working with. And it was, you know, we need a level of accountability and that's why we have a coach. But even with the accountability and a coach checking in with you, if you don't have something that you're working towards, something that's really going to keep you on track, um, it's going to be really, really difficult to stick with a program. Um, so you have to be working towards something. And then you obviously have to have someone who's, who's holding you accountable. Um, so once I was able to kind of shift through the issues that I was running into, which was clients not being able to adhere to programs had nothing to do with the sustainability factor because we were, you know, we weren't starving. Um, we were slowly adding calories. Um, we were trying to minimize cardio and in particular in the beginning of the program. So they didn't feel like they were like just running on a freaking treadmill six days a week. The problem wasn't in the sustainability of the program. The problem was that there wasn't something tangible that they were working towards. So this took me time to figure out, right? Like this took me, we're now going on, you know, three years. And so just now I'm like, it's like, you know, a light bulb went off within the last six months. Um, after working with so many women and running into the same issue. Um, so again, we're talking about working with what we have and figuring out what's going to work for us. Same way fitness programs. We got to take our time and figure out what it is that's going to work. That's basically what happened with me and my business. And now I can like wholeheartedly like say I've had so much passion and fire for what I've been doing lately because I know that it's, it's the ticket, I guess. <laughs> It's the thing that I've been missing in my business for my clients um, to get them re the real results that they wanted. And that's to be able to finally completely adhere to a program and push their, I don't want to just say body because so much of it is what's going on mentally. Um, so we'll say, we'll say their body and their mind um, and get them excited and 
and not sitting and, and thinking, well, gosh, I see all these girls who are completing these programs and they're getting these amazing results. And why the hell am I still sitting here? And, you know, I, I feel like I'm cheating on my diet and I feel like I'm, you know, not training as hard as I should. And so, yeah, it took time. But another I- important thing that you figure out in the process of who am I serving it mm-hmm. was that, okay, I relate to these women that have these challenges in their past, but at the same time, you figure out that you could work with people that have drive, that regardless of that, and your program focuses with people that want to like uh, hardcore train. Yeah, you got it. You have to, with my programming, like you have to want to work. You have to, you have to thrive in, in training hard. And um, that's not saying that, I, you know, you can't work with, with beginners. It's just you have to have a drive and a motivation. And that's why I said, that's why I, the majority of the women that I work with have either already been athletes. They're, they're either quote unquote ex-athletes. Or they're women who are, you know, very successful in their businesses for good reason because they have drive and determination. And when they when they set their mind to something, um, they really want they they really want to do it. It's just again, they set their mind to something, something tangible. Yes, and you have to have like a, it's a, a reward. I 100%. usually like I enroll on a five k uh, mm-hmm. that is going to be in three months because I want to be better at running. Yeah. And it's a personal growth because I am very paranoid of being outside. So this is something that I'm pushing myself and I enroll on the race and I did wait, this. Wait, wait, you're paranoid of being outside, really? Yes, I am. I am. I grew up uh, in Puerto Rico and the criminality ah, is really high. So you it. are always walking uh, that something is going to happen to you. I'm looking under the car. And when I decided to move to the state, it was to a point that I, I was getting out of work really late. And I found scratches on my core, tires uh, knifed. Oh, wow. Uh, like, you're, it's not safe. It's not safe. And the more you progress, there's a lot of envy around. And you don't know what crazy people is going to go after you. So I was really, I'm still paranoid. And you get so much anxiety seeing um, the millennial generation walking around like, glued like phones glued to their it drives me insane <laughs> i drive me insane but it's okay so what is the reward what am i gonna do at the end and for my business every quarter when i have a plan at the end i plan something that i'm mm-hmm. gonna pay for like going to disney or we are going to stay in San Agustin or even, mm-hmm. but it's something that has to involve money and that they are going to pay. And it's not going to be something that I, it's something extra that I am mm-hmm. going to pay. Okay. Yeah. So we are going to pay whatever we need to pay plus something extra. And mm-hmm. that pushes me. So what is that reward? Because it's good. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, but I mean, it, the, the crazy thing is everyone is going to have a reward that's so enticing. So for me, like, if you said like the reward that you had at the end, like that, 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 that wouldn't push me. Right. You can tell me I have to be naked on a stage in a damn bikini and I'll be like, all right, okay, I got to do it. I got to do it. Right. It's, we all have our, our own, um, incentives that really push us. And the majority of the women that I was working with were saying, you know, like, gosh, I, you know, I just, I don't know if I want to do a show. I feel like I might want to do a show. And with me, I've, I've done it now. It's been since, you know, I've been doing this since 2015. I've been competing since 2015. 
team. So I have quite a bit of experience doing it. Um, and I've, I've done quite a few photo shoots and I know the process of preparing for both of them. And the, the thing is the women that I work with, um, are still really, really diving deep into the internal issues, what's going on up here. So when you throw someone into a fitness competition and they have a lot of stuff going on upstairs, um, the aftermath is disastrous. And I, I dealt with that after my first couple of years of competing. And unless you have really solid coaches um, and you're, you're really being proactive prior to the show to get, again, have something to work, work towards after it's done, um, it can be really, really, really bad um, mentally. It, it, it can really break some, some women down. So for me, I said, okay, if I'm going to create an incentive and it's not going to be competing for a show. What have I prepared for in the past that has been really exciting, um, that hasn't, you know, put me in a, in a bad place mentally. And it's, it was always preparing for a photo shoot. Um, so, you know, I started having conversations with some of my clients and I said, so, you know, what would you, what do you think would be a solid like incentive for you that, you know, something that would push you that would, that would keep you on track. Um, and I would just mention little things here and there. Like I, I wouldn't mention a competition. I would mention like a mar like a marathon or a 5k. And I would say like an obstacle course or powerlifting meet. you know, something that's going to get them working towards something. And all of them were saying like, God, I would really want to do a photo shoot. And they would always you come in on my pictures and say, oh my gosh, like, I wish I could do that. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, you could, I, you know, if you would have told me that I was going to get on a freaking stage in this bikini that is tiny, tiny, and people were going to be picking my body apart and like judging my physique against other people, I would have laughed at you. I wouldn't even go to the beach. I literally wouldn't even go to the beach with friends in a bikini. <laughs> I, I didn't even look bad, but mentally I thought, you know, I looked terrible. So I hear those comments. I'm like, oh my gosh, like that was me. No, you 100% can do that. And you have to do it because that's what's going to hold you accountable. Oh my gosh. And it was like, how did I not think about this, you know, before? But again, we're talking, we're talking about business and entrepreneurship. It, it just, you find your way, you, you know, you trial and error, you figure out what works for you, what doesn't work for you. I tried the, the short challenges, you know, I tried the six weeks and the eight weeks and it, it was against like my integrity as a coach because it was giving programs that weren't sustainable. And, um, to me, I wanted to influence someone for the long run. I wanted them to build solid habits that were going to stick with them for a long period of time that, that they weren't going to go back to their old ways of eating yes. um, and training. So the photo shoot prepping for the photo shoot was, was the ticket. And so, um, yep, that is my, that is my dog going crazy. <laughs> so, you know, we are recording live and yes. So where is the photo shoot going to be? So, so the photo shoot is going to be in Las Vegas, Nevada, and it is going to be, um, the weekend, it's going to be June 18th through the 21st is the whole weekend. So to give you kind of a, an overview of, of how I kind of, um, put this whole thing together. Um, I said I needed to have a, a solid amount of time to prep these girls. And, and again, it could be all shapes and sizes of women, right? I have clients who want to lose 50 pounds. I have clients who just want to tone up and get 
you know, um, more definition in their upper body or build glutes. So it's all different shapes and sizes. But I said, I wanted to give them ample amount of time to prepare. So they're not, you know, there's not this short period of time where they're like starving. Right. I, I am so tempted right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's 16 weeks. We have, um, if it's, if clients are fully online, the training program is obviously a fully online tra training program. Um, the nutritional program, essentially it's weekly check-ins. I update, um, I do, I'm a flexible dieter. Um, again, with my background with eating disorders and things like that, I can't cut things out of my diet. And that's the majority of my, my clients. I don't, I don't urge them to cut things out of their diet because it just perpetuates more of an unhealthy relationship with food. So, um, I do a flexible dieting plan and obviously we check in every single week for those 16 weeks. Um, and this is leading up into the, the weekend, which is, which is in Vegas. And, um, I basically plan out the whole weekend. The venue has been booked. The venue is beautiful. Um, and we have a, uh, professional photographer. He shoots, you know, some of the top fitness, um, pros in, in Vegas, but he also has more lifestyle shoots because I didn't, I didn't want the girls to think like, well, you know, I'm not a fitness model. I, I don't. I don't think I could commit to something like that. Um, I want everyone to feel, you know, I don't want anyone to feel like they're not going to be good enough for this. This is, this is for everyone. Right. Um, but essentially you have the full weekend in Vegas. Um, and the whole point of this, actually, the whole point of it was I'm turning 30 on June 27th. And I, like, baby! and I was like, <laughs> I was like, what better way to celebrate like my 30th than like to put something together for my clients and like celebrate with my clients and do this photo shoot with them, you know, and be their cheerleader in the background, you know, when they're taking the pictures. And, and so I basically put this together because, um, I knew that my clients needed it and, um, it was going to be exciting for me too. Um, but I needed that incentive for my girls and, and that's what I did. So the only thing, the only thing I didn't realize <laughs> the 21st is father's day. I'm like, okay, it's going to be early morning Sunday. Everyone's going to, everyone's going to leave early morning Sunday to go be with, to go be with the dads. Um, hopefully we don't go too crazy. I do have a, a, a dinner and a night out on um, the night after the photo shoot, um, that I've, I've already planned. So I'm like, okay, no one can get too crazy. No one can get too crazy that night because everyone's got to go home to their dads. <laughs> oh my God. I, like you are talking and I'm here thinking, okay, so I think that would be a great reward for the second quarter. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like an amazing reward for the second quarter. And, and, uh, for my audience that it's, uh, all of your entrepreneurs, you know, that a branding photo shoot is uh -huh. up the thousands of dollars already. Like the last one I paid $1,200 and it was uh, almost an exchange. <laughs> uh -huh. So this is like amazing, amazing. Yeah. And then being with uh, a tribe, building a tribe at the same time with people that are going through your same challenges is absolutely priceless. That was, and that and was, I feel you like this is so in your element because actually for you, it's so important to have the uh, personal connection. 
That's it. And that is something that I know that in this process of figuring out, okay, so what is it going to be my signature offer? That mm-hmm. element of being all the time online, you, you always have like that resistance. <laughs> I, it, it was killing me because I didn't have that, that connection. And, and you, you can connect with people. I mean, you and I have connected really well online, but there's still, there's more of a personal connection in, in, in when we communicate. Um, but even then, I, when I met you in person, it was completely different. You know, yes. it's, it's, I crave that. And with the way of, um, the way of the world and, and the more that we're becoming more and more reliant on technology. And it's like the more that I feel a, a pull to connect, like have that human connection. And so I said, okay, well, why don't I pair this online programming with something that is in person and where we can all join together and connect and spend time together and cheer each other on and Community, when you, when you mentioned that, um, that was something that within the last, I'm going to say six months, probably six to eight months, we'll say, has become um, so much more important to me. And that's building. So I have a, I, I use a hashtag quite a bit. I, I say build your hype team because the majority of the girls in my community are, are they, will, they will send me a fire, um, what did the emoji and you call emoji, right? Yes. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll send me the fire emoji to other clients that are working with me. Oh my gosh, she looks amazing. Oh my gosh, her progress is incredible. And these are girls that have never met each other that, that don't, they don't know each other, but they see them in my story and they're supporting them. And so that was something that I noticed was happening more and more within the last six to eight months. I said, Holy crap. Like I felt so I felt such a push to, to build that because I feel like that is such a missing factor in so many, um, programs realistically is, is people feeling like they're really actually part of a community. It's not just white noise. It's not just a massive community of people who are, you know, writing out posts, no one's engaging, no one's saying anything like it, it really felt like an intimate style of community. And that's also why I wanted to, to have more of an exclusive event. So the girls actually feel like a family. They feel like they're part of a supportive a community that's engaged and that actually cares. So that was something that came about really, like I said, within the last six to eight months. And that, that has been like one of my like main priorities is keeping that community aspect and keeping that supportive, engaging network um, of girls. So. Yes, and, and don't feel intimidated by the by Ashley saying girls because I'm 45 and I am one of the girls. Okay. Oh, you're uh, always oh, a big girl. <laughs> and it's that uh, having that uh, community where you where you trust that mm-hmm. you are on a safe environment. Yes. To be who you are and that you are struggling with certain things, and because you are going through that, you are not less. Mm-hmm but they help you uh, build up, feel like a regular human, celebrate you and move on and mm-hmm. keep working together. And that is very important uh, in whatever we decide to do in life. Like the community is something that is super, super important. And, the, I, and I like that what we've been talking about throughout this episode is all about meeting yourself where you are at. 
You know, we need to meet ourselves where we are at, honor that, and then work with what we have. Mm-hmm. And not, okay, I'm going to uh, launch my program when I have 3,000 people on my list. Or I am going to finally go to vacation with my husband in the Bahamas when I lose 20 pounds. Like enjoying your body, enjoying your business, where is it right now? Because that Mm -hmm. magnetizes happy energy to attract more of what you want. If we are in the grouchy mode, good things are not going to come because, yeah, because the the universe says, okay, so I send you this quarter and you just left it on the floor. So you don't (laughs) want money. (laughs) And and I tell it, that's how I explain it to my kids. Like every time that you see a penny on the floor, you got it and you say, thank you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There was a, there was a, um, something that I saw on Instagram. It was just yesterday actually. And it said, um, I think I reposted it actually. Yeah, I did. I reposted it. Um, it said something along the lines of, um, if you're not happy with yourself, where your body fat percentage is at now, you're not going to be happy with yourself when your body fat percentage is lower than it is now. Um, it sounded much better than that. I'm trying to remember exactly how it was worded, but it's a, it's something that we say consistently, but I don't think we actually really accept. We, we, we're like, Oh yeah, no, I know. I know I need to love my body at every stage. Like I get it. I have to do it. But we don't do it. That's the problem is that it's always, well, I'm, I'm going to be happy. Well, 10 pounds. Like, I'm just going to drop 10 pounds. Oh my God, I'm going to be so happy. And then you drop the 10 pounds and you're still miserable. So you have to learn to love your body in every single stage. You have to, because if you don't love your body in the stage that it's in now, it doesn't matter how hard you push or how hard you work. You're going to lose those 10 pounds or you're going to drop another couple percentage of body fat and you're still not going to be satisfied. So I think that's huge with, having a positive, engaged, um, encouraging community is because women are going to be encouraging each other at every stage. I had, like I said, I have, I have girls who have to lose 50 plus pounds and girls who are already pretty fit. And the dialogue doesn't change. Dialogue doesn't change at all. It's because we all have different journeys. Um, we've all been through so many different things. If we were to judge our bodies on the stage that it's in now without without understanding or accepting everything that we've been, been through prior to that, we're never going to be happy with where our body could potentially go. It's, it's just, it's a concept that we, we overlook so much. We, we, we say that we understand it, but we don't actually accept it. Um, and it takes time. Don't get me wrong. It takes time. It took me time to accept and love my body at every stage. Um, but Holy crap. Like when you get to a point where you do feel that, and you're like, man, I'm comfortable. Like, it doesn't matter if I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm about 15 pounds heavier than, than, you know, a, a stage weight. And I love my body. And I, if you would have told me that I would have been 15 pounds heavier six years ago, and I would be like really happy and excited and love my body, I would laugh and say, oh yeah, right. You know, <laughs> as I'm like trying to buckle like my pants and they're like really tight, but it, it, it takes time. But it's definitely possible. Yeah, because it's part of cultivating our confidence so that we have the courage to to stand on our sacred ground 
in, in, in honor of that. So knowing what you know at the short age of 29, <laughs> knowing what you know now, what do you wish you have uh, learned five, seven years ago, like way sooner? Um, let's see. I would say um, there's a, I, I think there, there are a couple, I think there are a couple of things. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to figure out which one I think is going to have more of a, like more meaning for me. Um, oh, oh yeah. you know, you know what it is? It's, it's being the person I was constantly trying to be a person that I assumed people wanted me to be versus the person who I actually was. So I had this idea of who I was supposed to be as a person, you know, five, 10 years ago. And I thought that that was the person that everyone wanted to see. When in actuality, the person that everyone wanted to see was exactly who I was. Me, I mean, you know me, your audience, I mean, a lot of your audience probably doesn't know me yet. I am very kooky. I am all over the place. I, I'll have my sunglasses on my head and I'm looking for my sunglasses for 20 minutes. I lose my keys. I spill food on myself constantly. Um, but that's who I am. And my audience and the people who resonate really well with me love that because it's authentic and it's real. And she's so funny. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, I'll crack a joke or, but I'm just, I was trying so hard to be this put together perfect person that I thought that everyone wanted me to be. And it just wasn't who I was. And it was just this idea that I had to conform into someone else. And I would sit there and I would lie to myself and say like, well, no, this is, this is like, you know, this is the norm. This is, you know, you're supposed to conduct yourself this way. And it's also a reason why I, you know, I don't want to say backtrack because obviously we all have our journey for a specific reason, but it's a reason why I took, you know, I, I started working in finance. I dove into a, a you know, a couple different careers because I thought that that was the job that I was supposed to have. Right. I thought that I needed to adult and, and get a real job. Right. Like is, is anything in the fitness industry, a real job? Well, yes, of course. But in my mind at that time, it wasn't because it wasn't me putting on a, um, you know, a nice dress and having a briefcase and walking in and into a corporate job. Yes. You know, that's not me. And that was, that, that was never me. I was in sweatpants and my hair was crazy. And, you know, I probably still had eyeliner from the night before like that. That's. And so when I finally accepted, like, this is who I am as a person and the people who want to work with me love that about me. And I'm able to, I mean, realistically, I'm able to scale my business and be a better entrepreneur when I am 100% wholeheartedly myself. And so I would go back and say, just be yourself, like be you, because trying to be someone else is, isn't going to get you anywhere. It's going to, you're going to keep going backwards. Hashtag boom, drop the mic right there. That's. Yeah, yeah. And that's the best present that you can give yourself <laughs> before getting to 30. It took me a little bit longer to uh, shed my suit. Because, yeah, like now you're like, 
no, you're not going to see me with a suit on because it, may, it meant that for me uh, in the corporate world. And, and yeah, being you is absolutely the key to grow your business even in a saturated market. Mm -hmm. Because nobody, that's when it finally clicks that nobody has done this your way. No. But that part of figuring out what is your way that is different mm -hmm. and that your different is better than being better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think saturated, I think saturated is, is a cop out for not understanding, not really fully understanding you, not fully understanding yourself and, and who you're meant to work with. I, and, and I'm not saying cop out in, in a negative way. I'm saying people will throw the word saturated out and you, you realize the market's really not saturated. Not if you really know your vision and what it is that you want to accomplish and you're, and you're fully in your realm, your realm. The market's never going to be saturated. No way. Oh because my gosh, gonna... that is like a complete separate like uh, episode that we have that's to go. That's a completely different podcast. Oh my god, yes, yeah. yes, a completely different one. Uh, but yes, absolutely. And every show, we ended up with an experiment for the audience to help Ooh. them live their life boss this week, like something simple. And we've talked yes. about about meeting yourself where you are at working with what you have, what would be a great experiment that you would suggest to explore? So we're saying something simple. And this is something that I preach over and over and over and over again with my clients. If we try to do everything all at once, we fail. And then, uh, you know, we feel like failures and then we, we stop whatever, whatever it was that we were trying in particular, someone who starts a diet, they try to do everything. You want to focus on one thing, right? So the night before, if we're talking specifically fitness related, the night before you're going to pick one, one task to follow for the day following you either write it down or you, you know, you can have a mental note of it. I usually always have like a journal and I'll map out the, the, the next day. And I always star one thing that I have to accomplish just the one and it's fitness related. It's, for me, it's always fitness related because I have, I have to, if I don't, if I don't hit those goals. Um, everything else trickles down for me. So I would say for someone who, who's trying to experiment in, into the fitness realm, I would say one fitness related task. It doesn't have to be the same thing every single day. It could be something different. I always recommend focusing on one specific thing like a week at a time. So like if it's, I'm going to train Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you write, you literally will write that every single day. I train today's Monday. I train today. And then the next day you say, I'm training tomorrow. And then the next day you say, um, tomorrow I'm taking the day off. The next day you sit and vice versa. Um, because if you, if you try to do, all of these things on a long list and you can't tick off every single one of those things, you automatically feel like a failure. So it's not, Oh, I have to do something daily. Oh, I have to exercise seven days a week. No, you can only exercise three days a week, but make sure that you're focusing on the 
the task at hand, and that's I'm, I'm training three times this week. That's fitness related. You wanted to do something daily, you'd say, I'm going to drink 64 ounces of water Monday through Sunday. And I'm going to write that down the night before, drink 64 ounces of water. It's, it, they're very simple things, but the act of doing that and ticking it off every single day, and then you get to the next week and you're like, oh, well, that was really easy to drink the water. So what am I going to focus on this week? And then you can add something else in. And then every day you write it down and then you just slowly start building those habits. But if you were to sit down and say, I'm going to go to the gym six days a week, I'm going to track my food the whole week. I'm going to, and then you, you, you do maybe a quarter of that and then you feel like you failed. So if anything, I would say that, I would say that, I would say that is a thing. great experiment. It's simple. You can take it on like right now so that you feel accomplished. I did one thing and yes. And we go back to writing. It's unbelievable. The, uh, the past four episodes, every single badass that has been here has put us to journal. So I think <laughs> that so all these amazing women cannot be all wrong. So <laughs> I know that we resisted. I resisted it for a really long time, mm -hmm. but empty the bandwidth in your head mm -hmm. so that the solutions to any problem that you have can start mapping out. If we have crap on that out head and things rambling a lot around, we are not going to be able no. to think about the solutions that you need in the moment. So guys, I have in the show notes, just swipe up whatever you are listening to this, swipe up. That's, those are the show notes. And mm -hmm. there's the link for the amazing program that Ashley has uh, for us. 16 weeks to a photo shoot in Las Vegas. I cannot wait. I am so tempted. I may or may not be there, but I am <laughs> definitely considered because, you know, you know my words, feet, fun, thrive. And no. that one have like all the three of all them. All three. <laughs> it's going to be a blast for sure. I wishing you the best of success. And that is Thank you for tuning in, Rockstar. If you enjoyed today's show, subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. Also, head over to lifebusspodcast.com to get access to some free resources to help you with today's experiment. Do you want to be a guest? Email me to the lifebusspodcast at gmail.com to learn how. <laughs>